Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Preview show. My name is Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. Hi. Oh, and you're here. That's all I care about, ladies and gentlemen. Well, should we explain that Pete's going to be back next week? He is people, be... people keep asking after him. Mm. Well, it's. When... I'm one of them. When, <laughs> the th- when one of the three of us isn't here, people think, oh, they've probably gone on holiday. Four Something's of us. happening in their life. One of the three of us present in the room now. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. People think that's normal. When Pete's involved, mm. it's, you know, it could be anything. Is he, so... is, he, is he spending time at Her Majesty's Pleasure? Mm. <laughs> is he visiting his secret family in yeah. either Japan or Korea? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? People are scouring the broadsheets for international coups going on mm. in uh, corners of the globe. As Weird keen, places. As keen, keen-eared listeners of the show will know that Pete, last time, I think last time he was in Korea, which is not a million miles away from where he is at the moment, hmm. he was run over by a man riding a moped who then tried to bribe him with 20 cigarettes to not tell mm. anyone. Weirdly, a friend of mine was actually run over by a moped, but this happened in London, so a passerby stole his cigarettes. Nice. <laughs> That's how it's it works. Much more friendly, places, isn't it? <laughs> much more friendly in, uh, in South Korea, aren't we? But they? people will be back next week. Anyway. Hopefully. We presume. Hmm. But we're going to carry on anyway, uh, because there's a lot of Premier League action to talk about. West Brom host Manchester City. Mm, potential banana skin for West Brom? Yeah. Lol. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Um, the, the gags are cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and they will remain that way. <laughs> They're free. They I'd are say. free. Indeed. Um, Guardiola made nine changes for his side's cup loss against Manchester United. Man City have gone six games without winning all competition, which is the worst run for Pep Guardiola as a manager. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? It's a proper tipping point. I thought that was one of the worst games of the season. I watched it. Did you? The game against Man United, it was dreadful. Mm. Was that bad? I didn't watch it. The quality was so poor. It seemed, from what I saw of it, I only saw highlights, but it looked as if Man United very much did have the better of it, though. Yeah, but there wasn't a shot on target until like midway through the second half, I don't think. Did it, it go in? Until United scored, I think. It was definitely not a shot on target in the first half. And Mourinho's fine with that. The, the point is, United played a sort of stronger side, I guess, because they had to. Because mm. Although City have been in a terrible run, as Marcus has alluded to, they're still top of the Premier League, so I mean, it's not the end of the world. But obviously, United were under a lot more immediate pressure, and Mourinho yeah. was anyway, so they played a slightly stronger side. Mm. So that had a terrible time of it. Mm. Really, really poor he was. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Like how he started so well, and again, like he just looks isolated now. And I, I guess it's Mourinho mm. stinking the place out all over the well, shop, we, isn't it? We'll come on to Manchester United a bit a bit later, but with, with Man City though, we talked about their their soft core mm. at the at the heart of that side, hence core. And 
I think teams think they're beatable now, or they can at least get a point. That fear factor seems to have gone, perhaps. But, but, like, it's just evaporated. It was such a quick thing. Yeah. The moment they lost, everyone was like, oh, right, you're not invincible. That's yeah. We'll have a go at you. Well, I think that... I, I, sometimes that can happen, can't it? Things can sort of swing quite quickly in football. Pep Guardiola said he's still learning about football in England, and he commented that every game you have to use a lot of energy to win. And that's an interesting admission there. But he is right. I mean, you know, I'm not saying the Premier League is the best league in the world. Uh, I think you know the best teams in, in Europe are not in the Premier League currently. Yeah. But you have to say that, uh, well, many people have said before in Spain... We said this the other week with, with some of the results. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and even Atletico Madrid, to a lesser extent, have easy games where they can just turn up and they know they'll win 5-0. Bayern Munich, who else? Yeah. Who, who he's managed also. A lot of those games, I mean, they won the league at an absolute trot, let alone a canter. Yeah. And is trot slower than a canter? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah OK. I'm Gallop sure. is after canter. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, yeah, don't want to well, win it again. Although, before you email in, I'm out of my comfort zone now. <laughs> That's my best guess. OK. Jim's cleverly stayed quiet. <laughs> um, Jim, it's better to be silent and assume to fall than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt, ah, as I regularly do. Could mm. you have told me that before <laughs> I started? No, because your career would be over. <laughs> and so would mine. Yeah. <laughs> but with Manchester City, it's true. Every game in the Premier League is keenly contested. Yes. Even if they played Sunday, first game of the season, 1-2-1. Now, I know Sunderland weren't as bad then as, as they are now, but every game, and I think Guardiola, he's obviously realised this because he said those quotes, and it's like, flipping heck, you're yeah, really going to have to... I can remember when players came to the Premier League when we first saw the foreign influx of players, um, however many years ago it would have been, 15, 20 years ago. In the 90s. And a lot of them would have said, oh, the thing I like about the Premier League is that everyone tries right to the end of the season. Yes. Yeah. The second, or the last third of the season, certainly traditionally in places like Italy, it's not as fiercely contested as it is in the Premier League. Yeah. I know we're not in that part of the season just yet, but it is an example of, of, of how fiercely competitive it is and how much more level the playing field is in the Premier League when teams like Everton, who are a good side, and mm-hmm. Southampton are also a good side, can get sort of fiercely um, competed for draws against Man City, who should really be the best team in the league, certainly on paper. It's true, Jim. It is absolutely true, and it's, it's exciting, isn't it? It's making for already a very good season because it's, it's, mm. it's very difficult even to pick the top four. It, you know, it's, by which I mean it's not a foregone conclusion in the way it once was. Mm. I mean, back you know, back when Arsenal last won, won the league, it was basically Man United and one other was, mm. was how it would go. Now it's just a million miles from that. Yeah, and last season, of course, it was Leicester and Spurs. Yeah, which is madness. I mean, we can't be too silly here because Manchester United have wrapped the title up in recent years. Well, are they recent years anymore? You know, in like March or April or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's not... Um, you know the the Premier League is is so much more interesting. Generally, you know, other leagues have had their their, their times and whatnot of of being more interesting. But there is there is no doubt, and this is one thing that the international players often say when when tournaments come along, the Premier League needs a winter break because everyone is knackered because they've yeah. played so much football and it's so competitive every single game. I and mean, Guardiola, you have to lo- use a lot of energy to win. And he's yeah. saying this nine games into the season. I mean, it's worth pointing out at this point that that. Man City are still favourites for the Premier League title with Bet365. They're 11 to 8. So right, £10, so. £10 to win the Premier League this season will retain £23.75, including your stake. Um, but we said, I think, on the Monday show or, or maybe the show a week ago, that City have got a pretty pivotal week. I mean, this trip to West Brom's tough. It's mm-hmm. a tough one. They've got Barcelona in the Champions League. Um, and, you know, they need to get a good positive result ahead of that, you would think, for um, for confidence reasons, especially mm-hmm. when Barcelona come to town. Um, and also, I mean... It is also worth pointing out that 
against Manchester United, they rested a lot of players. They, I mean, they yeah. had a couple of young players who actually looked quite good, I thought. It was probably a, you know, a little bit too early in their careers for them to be properly affecting games at Old Trafford and winning them. But players like Mafia, I thought, played really well and, and one or two others. Um, so it's starting to become a bit of a pivotal time for Guardiola. But it's still early enough um, in the season for them not to worry too much. I mean, teams yeah. will drop so many points just generally anyway in the Premier League, because that's how it is these days, mm. it seems, that they'll, they'll, they should be fine. And as I said at the top of this, they're still top of the league. I think Guardiola's met his match in English football. In English football. Well, actually, this game is going to be really interesting, isn't it? Because as we've said so many times about Tony Pulis, he does like to, to, to spoil teams uh, you know, that, that have more talent in their ranks. And fair play to him, and, and so he should, to get the best out of the teams he has. So this, you would look at the run that Guardiola's been on and think it's unlikely that a, a manager of this quality with a team of this calibre will be this bad for this long. And so you look at this game and think, surely that's winnable. But, as we know from, from Pulis, mm-hmm. and it's almost like West Brom's summer the spirit of the entire league in a sense in, in this context like you just you still can't confidently point to that as a city win no that's and that's that's why it's so interesting especially this season um and, and West Brom have actually got not a bad side on paper if you look at them they've got mm. decent forward players they've got a lot of international experience um in, in there as well yeah they with Pulis as well who knows how to um get the best out of uh, his side normally this should be a season where I, mean, I don't want to tempt fate for you West Brom fans out there, but it should be a season where they shouldn't be too much in a relegation battle. No, you wouldn't think so. What's, what is a real shame is that since Saleh Berahino had his head turned, um, he j- just doesn't look like the same player. And I know he's had a lot of um, controversial incidents where he, mm. you know, he said he'd never play for Jeremy Peace again and all, all those sorts of things, but Pulis has brought him back into the team and he, he just looks a different player, doesn't he? He, he, like he? At his best, he reminded me of a young Jermaine Defoe, just like really sniffing those goals out and being one of those players mm. who would just get, get those chances and, mm. and, and bury them quite ruthlessly. But he just he doesn't... He doesn't seem to have that spark about him at the moment, and oh, it's got to be a psychological thing. But if they can get him firing again, that'd be such a such a big I boom just, for them. I just wonder if they've they they missed the chance to get big money for Berahino. They probably did. Uh, yeah, well, I think they have. Now. And actually, I, I, I does go into the point that. When that's, a player... what, that's why Tony Pulis is, is actively pursuing this sideline of making his own wine. Is that right? <laughs> By crushing grapes under his hat. Mm. To what? Ease the frustration and also just di- pay for the money they've missed out on. Diversify- diversifying his portfolio. Mm. Yeah. Fairly but... standard personal brand move. True enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> West Brom haven't won. I think West Brom have won one in the last nine or something as well. So they're not in great shakes themselves. Mm. No. no. Actually, I think City have beaten West Brom in the last nine Premier League meetings. So right. But will, will the Hawthorns be rocking, though? I don't know, can a place called the Hawthorns really rock? <laughs> will it be, like a cottage, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, will it be swaying in the breeze? I, I could Possibly. not answer that. Possibly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a lovely name for a stadium, the <laughs> Hawthorns. Is, really. I think it's more like a lovely name for a smug cottage. That's... Yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's quite a nice name for... Do you know what it sounds like to me? I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. It sounds like the sort of place that um, a body has been found in a provincial murder novel. Well, possibly, yeah, also... A murder novel in a provincial town. Well, yeah. well it also, Is Pulis though... involved in this? No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Sounds like a nursing home, doesn't it? So, you know, there's a chance bodies would be found there all the time. Mm. Live ones, Jim. Mm. Well... Until, you know... Until the inevitable happens to all of us. Yeah, anyway, let's move on from the age. Pulis has got a good alibi. He was nowhere near the murder. Yeah. He was in his garage making right. uh, crushing grapes all right, under his hat. We're moving on from the age of inanimate objects. Yaya Toure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pep Guardiola. By the way, can I just also say, you put Joe Hart in this running order because he made an error midweek against Inter. Is that yeah. the only time he's going to get in the running order from now on? Uh, clean sheets and errors. Apart from, yeah. <laughs> apart from international <laughs> breaks. Sounds like the title of his book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did. 
I mean, that's optional. I didn't see it. No. Did he back himself afterwards and say it's not good enough for the standards that he sets himself? He said yeah. in fluent Italian. Um, <laughs> uh, which would be very impressive already. Uh, Pep Guardiola said he'd like to bring Yaya Toure back into the fold, but he's still waiting for an apology from his agent. Yeah. Oh, this is getting awkward now, isn't it? But Toure's the last thing they need. Unless you have to... If you if you rest him for, like, ten games worth of Yaya, yeah. maybe you get one amazing performance True. out of him. But do you yeah. reckon he rang him up and went... Yeah, yeah, I've decided to um, to make you available for selection uh, for the game of the week. Oh, I've just remembered your agent still hasn't apologised. <laughs> Sorry so. about that. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Is he there? That's it. Does he want to apologise now? Sorry about it. Yeah, yeah just yeah. do that. Oh, you're not moaning about your birthday cake now, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, as, you, as you say, if they need a lot of energy to win a match, then that's new the solution. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what about this? West Brom's neighbours, Wolves, have sacked Walter Zenger. Yeah. The Zenger bus has gone off the blooming road. <laughs> people, A lot of people were in touch saying the Zenger bus has gone off the rails. Buses don't go on rails. No. Yeah. That's a train. No, I think... It, yeah, if, it, and if the, it's the Zenger on, train isn't a thing. No. If, if a bus... If you want rails and, and buses in the same sentence to allude to the fact that the bus has gone wrong, then the bus will be on the rails. Yeah, because it's... Yes, because it's, it's careered it off to the, yeah. on the rail track. It's off the road. Yeah. It's nose first, in a ditch, possibly along the side of the Hawthorns. Yeah. Like <laughs> no in that movie, no the casual- bus that could never slow down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no casualties reported apart from Vol- Walter Zenger. Oh, well, job-wise, he's not dead. <laughs> whose managerial, by the way, whose managerial career is very much like a bus crash. Mm. Is it? Well, it's careered. It has careered. Very His good. career has careered. In, since 1998, yeah. he's had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 stints. Yeah. Well, I th- I went, that, when, that is a lot of crashed buses. When yeah. we were talking about Zenger, first off, as Wolves Big manager. Zeng. It's Zenger. Big Zenger. What did yeah. I say? Zenger. Zenger. I think you're thinking of Wenger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big a, cross, a cross between Wenger and a sort of chicken burger. It's an, sounds a, of it. He's an Walter, absolute zinger. Walter Zenger, would, and I'll put this out there, Walter Zenger was the coolest goalkeeper at World Cup 90 as well. Mm. He was. Chain, chewing gum, Renek, great hair. Renek Aguisa. He's not cool, though, is he? Not cool, and I suppose, yeah, he was yeah. incredibly it's erratic. Yeah. Psychopath. Zenger yeah. was, <laughs> was, was a magnificent keeper in, in an absolute litany of good Italian keepers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right up there. He is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we said all this at the start of his uh, at the start of his of his reign as Wolves manager, but it is worth recapping because he has had so many. Cl- like I couldn't remember. Hmm. When, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Well, I, I mean, knew he was in the teens. He, when your managerial career starts out with a limited stint at, as player manager of the New England Revolution, that's all right. Before you're given your marching orders. Oh. Um, although I think he might have sort of left of his own accord. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You know, okay. listen to this as well. Apparently, Wenger's Wenger. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it myself. Zenger's nickname was. Um, I've never heard this before, but Zenger's nickname was Delta Plano, which translates to English as the hand glider. Nice, you like mm. that. Mm. Now he's the hand grenade. Yeah, quite. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, their the season did start quite brightly. It wasn't it was. that long ago. They're, we all wanted to get on the Zenger bus. They're languishing now, though, aren't they? Yeah, they fade about in the currently 18th in the league. But good news, Wolves fans. Good news. Because Paul Ince has thrown his hat into the ring and really fancies the job. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> God. No, it's I mean, the t- that's the last I've heard. I don't think they've appointed anybody. But um... your, your enthusiastic mmm, them, Jim, was too enthusiastic for my, <laughs> for my tastes. Well, no, he was thinking day, about. Wolves are going to get the chance to say that, you know, they've turned down Paul Ince. <laughs> they've been managed by Paul Ince. Yeah. Uh, I think Jim's enthusiasm was, oh, more material for the ramble. Well, yeah, it's just a bit, a bit of a trip down memory lane. Maybe recycle some of that Paul Ince at Wolves material. Yeah. <laughs> no, at Blackburn. He was at Blackburn, wasn't he? Yeah, Blackburn. He's managed Wolves before. He has managed Wolves. Sorry, but I think you, I thought you were alluding to um, that piece of paper. Yes, just a shoot on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Just kind of like. Still funny. Uh, I actually watched a football game with Paul Lintz once. You really? did? Have I told you that story? I think you have, but re- yeah, He was us. actually a very nice man. I've got, there's nothing funny about it. it was well, very, now it, here you are, just saying you've, you've hung out with Paul Lintz. I know, exactly. I can say that. Yeah. Uh, he was a very nice man. He had a lot of uh, interesting anecdotes about uh, his time at Inter, almost none of which are, are uh, suitable for this show. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. good to hear. One of them was involved a physical altercation with an inter goalkeeper. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I was, was going to start speculating, but you can't do that, you can can't. you? No, you can't. You, you cannot. Uh, but we can speculate about Spurs versus Leicester City oh, and how so that's going to go. Before you go on to that, just on the Zenga thing, it oh, yeah. is worth, I think it's worth saying. Mm. You know, at some point, I mean, Zenga, he was, he was fired after 14 matches and three months in charge, as you said. Yep. I mean, that's happened in his career so often, mm, yeah. you sort of think it has to be him. Yeah, it has to be his. Mm. Well, you wonder how people keep, keep getting jobs in situations like yeah. that. Guess it's just not enough managers to go he around. Plays, he shows them videos of him when he was playing at World Cup ninety. It's Looking like, all cool with his chewing gum and yeah. his chain. I can't remember who said it first, but someone very uh, sort of personally once said, "If you go around thinking everyone in the world is a dickhead, it might be you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's true. Um, Don't tell Walter I said that though. No. Spurs versus Leicester City. Will Robert Huth plant another headed winner for Leicester well, he at the lane? You might have to, because Spurs haven't conceded a goal uh, in open play in the Premier League yet. But do, so they score, to... do they score enough, Jim? Do they score enough for your tastes? Yes, well, well too they do much. for your tastes. <laughs> they, absolutely. Yeah. They, if anything, they're scoring too much, and they're not on fire enough. <laughs> they, um, they, haven't, they obviously haven't lost a game as well this season. They, they, yeah, they've got a, a, an amazing defensive record, like they did last season as well. I think they were the last side to lose a game in the league. Um, in, in Pochettino, they were in, under his reign last season. But they've only conceded four goals this season. Mm. And to put that into context, the next best sides um, are Everton and, and Southampton. And they've only conceded they've conceded eight goals, mm. yeah. just double what Spurs yeah. have conceded all season. I mean, Miserly like, at the back. Yes, it really, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, they're, they're drawing too many games, as, as, as I said, but. Is that because of a lack of cutting edge? I think well, it is. That's what I said last week, and I'm sticking with it. Yes, but you should as, stick as with it. I said that. last week as well, they are missing Harry Kane and also Musa um, Dembele, who's a real engine for them in midfield, who makes a lot of stuff happen. So I don't think it's um, they've got a enough, problem without a, without a fix. I mean, every, as we said before, every team goes through this, um, but I don't think it's going to be enough to stop them actually having a genuine... Um, title challenge with some substance. They're not yeah. having a League Cup challenge, though, are they? No. Jim, Jim, Jim is correct because it's a legitimate argument to say that Dembele and Kane are the two most important outfield players. Mm-hmm. Those two and Alderweireld, who's also been injured a little mm-hmm. bit as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to, to put it into context, they're only one point off the top. So yeah. when those players, when they welcome those players back, it's all going to be rosy in the garden again. It, it is. Big Tobe needs a towering header from a corner. Mm. Yes. He loves a front post header. But, I mean, Leicester aren't the side they were, are they? And Leicester going to what? I mean, Spurs are 4-7 to seven to win this with Bet365. So £10 returns £15.71, including the stake. And you can see why that is, because Leicester look content to, 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 um, to fight their battles in the Champions League. Yeah. And Take rather, a rest in the league. Yeah, just enjoy themselves. Little practice league. Well, they were much better uh, last time out in the league, beating Crystal Palace 3-1. Yes. And uh, Ranieri had a, had, a, had a tiny tinker. Um, if you will, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it worked bringing in o- o- Okazaki and, and Musa, who both scored, I think. And Okazaki looked great. Mm. Did he drop Vardy for that game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was on the bench. So maybe he'll do that again. I mean, I think that, that's, this works nicely. Well, he, he, he's going to have to rotate. I mean, we remember Ranieri at Chelsea, the Tinker Man, they used to call him. He yeah. used to rotate his squad a lot. He was, I think, he was one of the first managers to really popularise, not popularise, bring it to the masses, the, the squad rotation. In, in England he was. In England, yeah, yeah. It was seen as foreign muck, wasn't it? At first? Yeah, it was. Oh, was it Viala so. who did it before? I him? think it was It was certainly a Chelsea manager, and I vi- vividly remember, I don't remember the specifics of that, but I vividly remember the press going mad 
and mm. like this foreign muck of rotation. The yeah. Tinker man. A load of old ex-pros coming with us. Oh, we'll play every game. Yeah. What's wrong with you? We'll play every game drunk. Yeah. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> drunk with a rucksack full of rocks on your back. I'm drunk now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drunk for years by now. All right. Yeah. That might have just been Neil Ruddock, but there was a lot of people saying stuff as well. Yeah, he'd have had people with him. <laughs> yeah, properly really, get, get him home. If, listen, my impression of Ruddock, my experience of Ruddock, he rarely fights alone. <laughs> <laughs> he hunts in packs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Leicester, they have two players who are challenging for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Hey, you're not challenging, you've challenged for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, now you've, you've done it all, haven't yeah. you? You've done all the hard work, now it's time to sit back do you not and think enjoy. It would, do you not think it would be better? Which Leicester are very much doing. Right. Do you not think it would be better, though, if, if the Ballon d'Or, the 30 players who are nominated, or whatever number it is, that's when the challenge begins? Yeah, I, that'd be good, actually, wouldn't it? Mm. That they've all got to sort of win it over the next month or so. It would make it much more interesting. It's a weird thing, isn't it, the, the long list on the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. Pe- Pepe's nominated for it. Imagine if Pepe won the Ballon d'Or. And, and He's got to be in there thinking, there is no chance I'm going to win this, <laughs> but I am nominated. Surely I might. It must be maddening in a weird way. I, d- I think he knows he's not going to... In, in another way, it annoys me. Mm. I don't get too annoyed about these individual awards, but it annoys me that Pepe's part of the conversation. <laughs> but, but He's not really. But Harry Kane's not nominated, and he scored more goals than Vardy last season. He scored more goals than Sergio Aguero as well. More goals than Pepe. There you go, quite. Well... He's not been nominated, brother. Well, I was, just, I, I, was, I was bringing it up as I can now see a failed discussion point. Uh-huh. Well, Jamie well, Vardy... None of us care about no, it. No, you so don't, you don't. But there's, there are some little uh, interesting ones in here. Jamie Vardy's the first Englishman to be nominated for the, the award since Wayne Rooney in 2012. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. shows you that our, our, our players have not been firing on all cylinders. No. Um, obviously, Ryan Morris is among the I nominees. I could have told you well. that. Yeah, OK. It's been 11 years since an Englishman finished in the top three, which was Frankie Lampard. Wow. When was that? Finished 2005? Second. Yeah, behind Ronaldinho in 2005. The last Englishman to win the award was Michael Owen in 2001. God. 2005-06 was when Lampard scored loads of goals, wasn't it? Mm. Old Lampsy. Yeah. Um, the other English players to have, have won the award was Sir Stanley Matthews. Oh, Sir yeah. Bobby Charlton. Yeah, he, I think he might have won the inaugural one. I think he might have done. Sir mm. Bobby Charlton. The inaugural one. Inaugural Did one. Did no one know about it? Inaugural, <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was the first one, but it was also widely yeah. ignored. Yeah. Much like the, the Rambles earlier, Uvra. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I say, Sir Bobby Charlton. And Sir Kevin Keegan. There oh. we go, Sir, Sir Kevin, Kevin Keegan. Keegan. Where's that come from? Oh, that, that, that wouldn't work. Im- imagine it. the Queen having to wave a sword around near Kevin Keegan. Oh, That's he, not going to end well, is it? He's won it twice. Mm. I've been it twice. Remember, Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Come off it, man. What was that? It's <laughs> when, he get, he's when he gets sent off in the, ch- in the charity shield against Billy Brennan. You know this. This is Keegan 101. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> There's too many. He gets punched twice and sent off. Takes his top off. <laughs> Takes his top off. <laughs> But, um, by the way, Frank Lampard, I'm just talking about that 2005-06 thing. Yeah. Um, Frank Lampard's goal sco- goals in all competitions mm. from around that time, so from 2004-05 mm. through to 2009-10, 19, 20, 21, 20, 20, 27 goals yeah. in, from midfield. Well, I think him and Yaya Toure are the only two midfielders to have scored 20-plus goals right. in a Premier League season. Anyway, back to Keegan. Oh! I've got a story about Keegan. Oh! Yes. Quick, quick story. Always. Um, <laughs> we, Jim and I were on um, TalkSport talking about the book earlier mm. and um, Hawksby and Jacobs um, who, who were kind enough to have us on there and, and we told them we, how much we love Keegan um, and they were like, oh, you know, you know we, we, Keegan's good value and all this other stuff and, and they said, have you heard about Kevin Keegan's problems with the planning, with getting planning permission? Is, is, <laughs> Which many of us had no, and, and no. as students of Keegan, we were both yeah. a little disappointed in ourselves. Gap our knowledge, the saga of the Keegan planning thing, <laughs> spellers already off, yeah. he doesn't know anything about this. You'll see him in a bit, yeah. listeners. So basically, Marcus... <laughs> It's, just, it's all set up. Keegan's it. planning for mission. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? In many ways, I don't need to add any more of that, no. do I? But I will. It's a bit of self-indulgence, I please, will. Please, please. Um, 
So I did a bit of reading between the lines, and then I looked in between different stories I could find. I think it was a couple of years ago. And Keegan um, applied to have an extension put on the this end of his house. I haven't even got to the best bit yet. Yeah. Just, it, just the thought of Keegan's house is yeah, enough for Marcus. Yeah. I know people have done that, and it's been great. They've had the extension, and they've been living in the house, and all's good. You know where this is going, don't you? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's what happened to Kevin. Right, let's get on to the yeah. next day. <laughs> so basically, he applied for planning permission on his house, and, um, and it was, it, it took, apparently it took way longer than he expected, and it was turned down. And so I don't know how the newspaper got hold of this, but apparently Keegan wrote a letter. Just so. go through the bins. Yeah, right. Write a letter. <laughs> you won't learn. Yeah, but the thing is, if you write a letter to someone, it's not in your bin, is it? Well, it'll fall in there well, if it turns out to be inconvenient for you. The universe well, will find a way. It won't be in Keegan's bin because his foot's in his bin. <laughs> Let me get no, on with it. he's got this. the rubbish bin and the foot bin. This is one of the problems of turning us about Keegan. You can't get anywhere. <laughs> anyway, so it was turned down. Apparently it took eight weeks and he was fuming about it. <laughs> so he wrote a letter saying, um, I can't believe this has happened, one, because mm. um, I know for a fact the guy on the road, he had his plan permission sort of approved <laughs> and it's not fair. And I can't believe it's taken you eight weeks to get to this conclusion anyway because all you're supposed to be doing is looking over the, the thing, checking the drawings or whatever. And I think it was like turned down because it was too big or something. And he said it shouldn't have taken you eight weeks to, to get to that conclusion. All you've got to do is look at the drawings and you'll be able to find out straight away. Anyway, the guy, and Keegan went on to say... Um, the guy down the road had this guy, this planning um, consultant or whatever, who mm. makes the decision, had a different planning consultant, and I know that yeah. he approved that one, and it's exactly the same as mine, mm. so I want him to look into it. I'm appealing this, and I want the guy down the road, yeah. who did the, sorry, the guy who did the one down the road, to, to look into it again, and I expect that to be happening post-haste. Mm. Um, so to cut a long story short, they agreed with that, they got the planning consultant from down the road to do it, mm. and he turned it down as well. <laughs> How much does he have to achieve to simply be able to do the things he wants to do? The council! <laughs> the council! No. Yeah. <laughs> haven't it? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Right. Oh, dear. Shoot. Any more on Spurs versus Leicester before we go to a quick break? No. We're done. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you just after this. Hi, I'm Jamaica Foe. This is the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Jamaica Foe. And this is the Football Ramble. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, everybody. Oh, yes. Uh, right. Right, enough. Uh, You're right, you composed yourself. I just about Who have. are you saying enough to? You're the one who needs to be saying that to yourself. I am saying it to myself. Good. Luke, over to you. 
Yeah, I want to give people a bit of an update on the Football Ramble live theatre shows. And there are still some tickets available for some of them. And the first one is on Wednesday, the 2nd of November. So this Wednesday at the Old Market in Brighton, which is actually mm. in Hope, isn't it? Uh, around there. It kind of in the middle. For the sake of ease, we'll say Brighton. Um, and there are some tickets available. Of course, I'm going to arrow on the train and we'll be travelling down there by train ourselves. Mm. So do come along, uh, get your tickets um, from the venue, the Old Market, Brighton, or from Sea Tickets. And you can find the link on the footballramble.com. And we're also doing some shows... Uh, the Friday on, on the following Friday uh, at Bristol, but that's sold out. But Sunday, on the 6th of November, are in Cardiff, and that's not sold out. Mm-hmm. And then the following Saturday, the 12th of November, at the Hackney Empire in London. So if you're in Brighton, Cardiff or London and you want to come along and see our theatre show, it's a bit different from the podcast. Yes. There's going to be chances to win free signed books and, uh, and get involved lots of competitions, lots of videos and mm-hmm. fun stuff to be getting your teeth into. It's a good night out. We'd love to see you there. So so get yourselves down there and, uh, and we'll hopefully see you there. Pete will be at all of those live shows. Yeah, and Pete's you will back. get to know him a little more, which mm. may... I don't think it'll provide answers, it'll provide questions. Well, if, it doesn't more ter- questions. if it doesn't terrify you at this point, <laughs> it should. <laughs> yeah, if you're agreeing or, or um, siding with Pete at any point, then you need to ask yourself <laughs> some questions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have uh, some sort of test or something like that. But yes, do get yourselves along. And if, you, if you're in the Bristol area and it, you know, obviously it's sold out and you're gutted, then Cardiff's not that far away. Exactly, it's just up the road. It's just up <clears> the road <throat> for crying out well, loud. Isn't it a different country, technically? Mm. But it's not up the road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Right then, Manchester United, they're playing Burnley. They were mm. terrible against City. We've been through that. Yeah. Mm. But they, they did get a big result, though. They got they got a much-needed win, yeah. They did get a much-needed win. It was a clean sheet. Marino likes a clean sheet. Who doesn't? He also outed himself as a sort of footballing Alan Partridge, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I found it, was, it, I found it was bloody this? amusing. Well, so, uh, Mourinho was interviewed and he said that uh, he's finding it hard to adapt to life in Manchester and he's missing his family. I think his children are, <clears throat> excuse me, 17 and 20. Mm. And obviously, you know, he, he's missing out on them. The, yeah, their lives, you know, and seeing what, what's going on and whatnot, which is obviously quite sad. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the thing is with Marina, I know this makes me sound horribly sort of cynical, but you just don't know if he's diverting attention again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he often does that. I mean, of course, yes, I'm sad that a father's not with his with his kids and all that kind of stuff. But he did say that he didn't like it so much uh, living in a, a top of it. Was it? A ho- he's in a hotel, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, a travel tavern. A train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a thousand pound night hotel, apparently. <sighs> so it's not it's not like he's on the breadline. But, yeah. but I guess the thing about that is you don't know what's happened in his children's lives. They've probably got school and university mm. and stuff to, to take care of, so they can't just up and leave. And I understand yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. It can be difficult. But many people go through that situation. And, and, and I'm sure Mourinho, if he wanted, could find a house to live in. I think Guardiola's sorted himself out with a house already. And yeah, stuff, well, there so. was this story in the mail a little while ago, wasn't it? Comparing them saying, ah. Pep's already got a house, Mourinho's living in a hotel, the weirdo. They're just trying to sort of stoke the flames between them. But, yeah, it does seem odd, doesn't it? I mean... If it's, especially why, if he's going to stay a long time anyway. Yeah. It makes you wonder whether he, he, he actually intends to. And clearly he does. It's I think, insane. I think, I think he's having a bit of a... I think he's going through a little bit of a difficult time, really. I don't, well, of I course don't, he is. I don't know if he's the, he's the manager and the man we, 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 we once were used to seeing. Well, we did talk about this at the at, you know last season when things started to go right at Chelsea. Um, you know, we've, we've seen so many times these, these cycles of, of managers... Uh, who they are at the top of their game, but it only tends to last about a decade. And you do get exceptions like like Sir Alex Ferguson and 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 so on. But uh, you know, Mourinho is is past that sell by date, judging on, on how these things tend to work out. So we were wondering, is he just a busted flush? And I know it's really early to be saying that, but like the the signs um, are there, aren't they? This this does not look like the Mourinho of old that would come mm. into a club and immediately just make it this fortress. Well, this week's video on our YouTube channel, I focus on Mourinho and talk a lot about um, this kind of stuff. 
I thought, I thought Jamie Carragher said something quite interesting in the coverage last night. He yeah. said that at the start of the season, United weren't playing very well, but they were getting results. Mm. And we all, we all thought what we normally think, which is that's a sign of a good team, right? It's taken him a while to get in his feet under the table. The, the players are playing for him. They're, they're grinding out results, even though they're not playing particularly well. I mean, they started off the season with three wins in a row, don't forget. They beat yeah. Hull, Southampton, mm-hmm. and before that on the first day, they beat Bournemouth away, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really look particularly fluent in any of those games, because mm-hmm. Latan was scoring and all the rest of it. Since then, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, really. I mean, it's, it's not been that good since then. I mean, they lost three of their last six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he knows what his best team is. I think well, the Chelsea also- result has been... One where people mm. thought, hang on, maybe we thought he was going to rally there and they've just been yeah. hammered. Well, there's the Chelsea result and also the Liverpool performance. Mm-hmm. That was nil nil. It was a very strange setup, wasn't it? To just, yeah. just, you know, to just be that sort of conservative. Well, you know, Watford are the only teams who have conceded more goals than them in the top half of the season. And Watford beat them 3 1. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, go to youtube.com forward slash football ramble to see my uh, beautiful mug we'll talking, uh, yeah, talking about uh, Mourinho and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, a couple of uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger's former teammates have suggested that he's the solution to Manchester United's midfield problems. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I think it would be, if it were me playing the formation that they, they, they sort of tend to play, or they certainly played last night, which is the two behind, sorry, the two in front of the back four, mm-hmm. I'd play Ander Herrera in there every game. I think yep. it's brilliant. And, I'd, and I think I'd probably play Carrick. Yeah. But then I understand that he hasn't, because he hasn't used Carrick that much, but I understand you might not be able to use Carrick mm-hmm. um, all the time, because whatever he is, 35 or so now. So he hasn't used him at all, really. Well, he hasn't used him at all, especially, which is especially odd, given that he's, he's used Fellaini a lot more yeah. than, he, than he's used Carrick. And I understand he likes, Mourinho likes a physical player. He's a destroyer, isn't he, Fellaini, in but, there? That's his role. It's very different from what Carrick brings. Yeah, quite. And I don't think... I don't think um, I'm obviously not an expert on Man United and how they play, and there's people out there who've seen them a lot more than I have. I don't know if Schweinsteiger would be any worse than Fellaini. <laughs> well, in front of the back four. I, I He's just, a different player, I understand that. Like, like you know, one of us was saying on a previous show, I just wonder if Pogba, the system's, the system's obviously not suiting him at the moment. Is he as good as his price tag would say? Was now He's obviously a fantastic player. No one's doubting that. Have they bought somebody said on Twitter? You know, more of a brand than a, than a footballer in a sense. You know, the, Pogba was great for Juventus, but he was in a very, very good midfield with players who knew their jobs and would do yeah. a lot of running and around him. Were built around him. Yeah, and he was not given a free role per, uh, as such, but he was allowed he had a lot of protection. Had a lot of protection, and he was he was he was given a bit more freedom. And I just wonder for Manchester United. Playing in a two in front of a back four, he doesn't get as forward as much as he would probably like. Now, I think that they lack a proper out-and-out defensive midfielder who is, you know, you almost sort of play one in front of the back four. Yeah, the screen. Yeah, like Busquets would do for Barcelona, and Xavi would sort of shuttle around up and down the field, and then Iniesta would be the one of the three of that great midfield who would be able to just float around the box and, 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 and attack much more than and have any thought of defending. Are you saying that the current Man United midfield isn't as good as perhaps the greatest midfielder game has ever seen? Not is, that, is that what you're <laughs> hinting at? Not well, I, I, I think the jury's out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Manuel Neuer said Manchester United need him in there. And Lucas Podolski tweeted during Chelsea's thrashing of Manchester United, 
Schweinsteiger, please. It's a polite request. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've s- submitted a polite request. Manchester United are 11 to 10 with Bet365 to get back on the uh, horse and eventually finish in the top four. So mm. 11 to 10 to finish in the top four. So £10 returns, £21 including stake. So people still think they've got a pretty good chance of finishing that top four. But it is very competitive up there. There are a lot of teams who, who can stake a claim. Mm. But it's also early days. I, I, I don't think... Um, if you, um, I set myself up for a fall here. And we did do that last week when we talked about there not being many goals in the game against um, Chelsea... Uh, yeah. Um, at Stamford Bridge um, but I wonder if they're going to have an awful lot of joy against Burnley who are, Burnley yeah. know their game well this is a test of Burnley's metal on the road as much as anything yes. isn't it because we is, know how they're going to play it is absolutely but it's also exactly the sort of team that you don't want to be playing mm-hmm. when things aren't particularly going yeah. your way you're now, struggling to score I know they've got a win against City in the League Cup but you know, in the large scheme of things that's not hugely relevant um, you would rather be playing a little bit of a flaky, fancy team rather mm-hmm. than this team who are going to drill yeah. you into the ground. Well, the thing is, though, that Man United will have to just hit them early. You get if you get that first goal, uh, Old Trafford being what it is, I think that they'll be fine. But Burnley do make that really, really tough, don't they? Mm. Coming by that first goal is really, really difficult against them. Two-one Burnley. I don't you think. Reckon? I don't Two think. One. I don't yeah, think United. Not? I don't think they've. I mean, look, last game before the. Um, before the um, the defeat to um, to Chelsea, they 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 lost. They drew them there with Liverpool. Didn't really look like scoring much. And then in the first half against um, City, they didn't have a shot on target. So I mean, you talk about them scoring early. It's probably possibly a bit beyond them to, against such a good team. Well, you remember? Oh, what, sorry, such a hard working team. You remember what one of Sean Dyche's nicknames is? The, the Sandy Bullback. No, well, not that's one of our nicknames for him. Yeah. The Ginger Mourinho. Hmm. Did that stick, that one? Doesn't, Par- no, I, apparently I that mean, was a few people used to say that a few years ago. Well, a few people call him a Sandy Ballbag. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a Twitter poll. <laughs> a few more people, certainly in this room, call him a Sandy Ballbag. <laughs> now, does Mourinho bring Wayne Rooney back in the side? That is an enormous is question. Is he fit again now, is he? I don't know. It Was he ever? But there's been talk. <laughs> there's been t- <laughs> there's been rhetorical questions at the football ramble. Mm. There's there's talk of Sven's Shanghai side making a big money offer for Wayne Rooney. Um, Ding. Wayne, Rooney's, Wayne yeah. Rooney's not going to move to China. Was that you giving your approval? Was Ding. that no, it just happened? Okay, yeah. but uh, it's like but, you had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> According to reports, Inter are interested in him as well. Yeah, I heard. I heard that he's interested, uh, and also um, the MLS. That'd be a fascinating move if you went to Inter. I think. I, can't see I think more players should do that in, in in the later years of yeah, their career, as, as, as we all do. But just you know, it's the age-old debate about whether English players want to do it if they they if don't got do. the appetite to kind of experience different cultures. I, I, that's I, gonna happen. If, if that's the case, I think he's far more likely to go to the US. Yeah, because it's it's easier. He could go back to be with Sven. But, but not everyone rates Sven in the way you do, mate. I'm, just, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not saying he like, should. You're like a spurned lover with Sven. So I have never got over him. I'm not saying he should. I'm saying he could. Listen not this denying year. it. Listen this year. Marcus, how old are you at the moment? <laughs> 34. Might be somewhere 34. around there. 34. Exactly the sort of age. If you were a professional <laughs> footballer, he'd be, a, yeah. he'd be in China by now, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You'd have I, Sven on speed dial I'd if that were a thing. I'd have gone at 31. Because you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, you like to pride yourself as being a forwards player. As a, as a, as a, uh, I'm all you'd things to you'd all follow people. Sven around his various pay packets. And also, I, you've, t- you've, look, you've lost a yard now, so you'd be straight out of China. Have I lost a yard? Yes. Did you see that Twitter video the other day? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, I'm, I, it's relevant. If Sven, if Sven is in the press and his side are going to make a money move for Rooney, I have to tell the good listeners of the Football Ramble this. Yeah, it's only fair. Otherwise it's negligent. Let's not shoot the messenger in. In guys. other slightly strange transfer news... Glenn Johnson has been linked to Barcelona in the Spanish press. Yeah, this is a funny one, isn't it? It is it, incredibly funny. Um, I mean, strange, Jim. Yeah, just just bizarre. Has anyone got any sort of insight into why I that also, happened? I also read earlier that apparently Nathaniel Klein's been linked with a move away from Liverpool. 
which, which seems bizarre to me. Well, uh, but where, though? I don't know. Yeah, but you see, if Barcelona were looking at Nathaniel Klein, I'd think, that's well, slightly surprising, but OK. I'd, maybe, you know... Oh, is, is it that surprising? I, think he's a, I mean, I'm not sure he's Barcelona class, but he's a good player. That's why more, it would be slightly... Johnson. Yeah. But Johnson yeah. would surely be, like, third or fourth choice or something. Well, right? I think is that's it. it. It's, it's, it I think the, it's under the guise of it's a low-cost addition for right-back cover. Right. I'd you, love it. If I was then Johnson, oh, I'd be all man. over that. Oh, Absolutely. I'll just game, play Copa great. del Rey. Yeah. Copa yeah, del yeah. Rey and, and the occasional sort of dead rubber in the Champions League group yeah. stage. That'll do me. And, ho- and the, hope there's an injury. I play for the B side. Just come and watch the first thing. <laughs> 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 so you'd be in China, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I would love that to happen. But who knows? It's only just a, a little bit of press talk, paper talk, as, mm. as they call it. Uh, Middlesbrough are at home to, to Bournemouth. Um, this is not a thigh rubber. No, it's, it's not, not a Donaldson thigh rubber, is it? I think it? it is for both of those sides, because really? there are points in this game for it, both of those sides. Mm. Well, obviously, only one side can get points. <laughs> I, you know, well, well, let's say draw. Point points. singular. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bournemouth have probably got the better chance of, of getting them. They look they look good this season, don't they? They look like they've, you know, they've, they've maintained their rhythm from the end of last season. Well, they're on a good run. They're on a good run. After losing their, their opening two matches of the season, they've only lost once since, and that was away to Manchester City. And they buttered... Uh, they buttered? They battered Hull. <laughs> they buttered <laughs> how? Buttered and then battered Hull. Yeah. Mm. They, they buttered them. the time and the space. Buttered them... Then jammed them. They've and hammered then, Hull, and breaded them. them. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've beaten Everton recently. Obviously, Hull, as you're saying, got a point and a clean sheet against Spurs. Mm. And they've got um, big Jack Wilshire in the middle of the park. Yep. Dream yeah. stuff. He, he echoes Guardiola's thoughts saying um, recently that 90 minutes in the Premier League is very hard to achieve. I think from his point of view, that's very fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he seems to be doing all right for Bournemouth. He does, yeah. I mean, game time's obviously exactly what he needs. So it's, you know, it's going to take him a while to get back to his best because he's he missed so much football over the mm. last couple of years. But you know, he, like, the part of his quality is that he's a very sort of tenacious and hardworking player, isn't it? So you know, working his way back into fitness and actually just getting some time in a team that, that have to fight very hard by the very nature of, of the type of team they are is is perfect for him. It's actually a, it's a good move. Yeah. Well, people, a lot of uh, people scorned him. I said, why on earth is he going to Bournemouth? You know, that's a real step down from, from Arsenal. He could have gone abroad. He could have gone to a better side. And I'm sure we said similar things. Yeah. And people said, you know, his style of play is maybe not good to roll your sleeves up and try and have a bit of a scrap. But actually, Howe's not trying to set out his team like that, is no. he? And I suppose from the, the player's point of view... Well, I, I just did... My, my point at the time, I think, was that it takes him a number of games to play his way in. Yeah. And he's a type of player, that I, as far as I can make out, who needs to play four or five games to get to that peak level. Mm, yeah. And at Arsenal, there's so much competition, and he's just such a record with injury, he's not going to get a chance to do that. So anywhere he can play... Yeah. And they're probably for a Premier League team. They're probably... You know, it, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary or completely mind-blowing to see them finish in, in mid-table this season. No, so not on their go, current form. So him to go to a... To a um, to a mid-table Premier League team is essentially where he is going to go if he wants to stay in England because he obviously mm. he's not going to go to the Championship. He's too good for a team right down the bottom. But and what if some, a club like... and, and he's not going to be able to? He's not going to be allowed to go to a, comp- to a competitor yeah. team. But what if a team like Roma came in for him? But he's clearly not the type of guy who wants to go overseas, isn't okay. he? Yeah. And the also, thing is, at the moment, the idea is for him to come to get fit and, and play for Arsenal again, you know? So the Premier League is actually uh, a better place for him to be doing that. Is, I, is I that don't, not I don't think I don't think he'll go back to Arsenal now. Well, I, 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 I genuinely don't think it'll happen. I, I was about to say, he, he clearly loves starting and, and playing mm. as much football as possible. I know that sounds a silly thing to say, but, but some players like that more than others, as we've seen over the years. And, but, uh, but you're right, it doesn't sound like a silly thing to say, because if you look at football a, a touch more forensically, look at Man City. If you're one of these attacking three yeah. that play behind the striker at Man City, it's perfectly reasonable for... 
a manager to pick a different type of attacking mm-hmm. player for a different type of job. Yeah. So he might want to pick, for example, Navas yeah. to hit the touchline and use his pace against uh, or, or against like a really pacey mm. fullback. But he might want to use someone else like De Bruyne or Nolito to be a bit more tricky or David Silva mm. on a different for a different job. Mm-hmm. With someone like Wilshire, the position he plays, he wants to be in there every game. Right, Thirty-eight yeah. games a season, right. he wants to play. He, if, if he's fit, he wants to be in there every single game, and there's no reason to mm. change him. And I, I actually agree with you. I think at the end of this season. Will Arsenal want him? Probably. I think they will. Will they need him? That's a different question. Uh, well, I think, as I've said so many times with Arsenal, and I think with any sort of top top squad, you've got to have a deep squad. You've got to have more players than you need, especially with the injury record that Arsenal have. Now, I know that Wilshire himself has contributed that, to that a lot. Um, but I, th- I think I think there's definitely an argument that they'll, they'll need a fit Jack Wilshire. You know, yeah. If he's at his best and he's fit, then he's, he, he's got a lot to bring to the team. So I, I don't think it'll be a case of Arsenal not wanting him. I think it'll be more down to what, what he wants to do. I, 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 look, I'm happy to be, to be wrong, and Jim knows loads more about Arsenal than I do, but for me, I don't see his long-term future there, not just because of football reasons, by the way. I, I think, I think, I think but you've going, both got points. Yes, just going back to this game, um, though, the, the Middlesbrough game that Bournemouth are going up to at the Riverside, um, the grade is 5-1 to one to be first goal scorer at Bet365, so £10 return, £60, including the stake. Um, he needs a goal. He does. He, he, he's one of those players now. He looks to me like one of those players now that if he doesn't contribute in terms of goals or assists, he just looks like a lumbering mess what, up front. He, he, look, he, looks out shape, he looks out of shape, doesn't he? What I would say about Negredo, though, is having watched him at the Emirates last week, uh, he has very, very little service. He's almost playing as like a, a very high defender at times. And some Middlesbrough fans I met on the day were saying, actually, this has been a problem with him. He's, he's barely had a sniff, and it's, it's, there's just nothing coming into him. Mm. And looks looks get, I mean, what can you do? What can Did he, he look really like a that? lumbering mess, Jim? I wouldn't call him a lumbering mess. Listen, if anyone um, knows what a lumbering man takes one to know one. All right? I'm, I'm think, thinking like a, I don't know, a tree trunk falling down a hill. Yeah, okay. That's just the same thing said in a different way, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's when he's failed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. No, but um, he does I, need I, a goal. He does. He really does need a goal. But the thing is, the chances are few and far between. It's nicking something off a set piece mm. or, or whatever. But uh, at home, you would think things would be slightly different. Well, the, one of their their, their favourite current sons, as far as I'm aware, Ben Gibson, who's a massive club man, he loves Middlesbrough, uh, he's urged the fans to turn the Riverside Stadium into an intimidating place for uh, away teams to well, play it's absolutely in. key, is what you've got mm. to do. Yeah. It is key, and Middlesbrough, I, I've, I've seen Middlesbrough away once or twice, and they do take a great support. I saw them away in London once, and that game in particular, the away support was fantastic. And I actually um, interviewed Ben Gibson not long after that, and he just said, man, that support just blew us away, you know. Mm. And, and and they do, if they can, if they can turn that um, stadium into the type of place where teams just don't want to go, like we're seeing with Burnley. Yeah. Um, you know, and Celtic Stoke in the Champions well, League. Had that in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, don't get me wrong. I'm not, and, and, and every team wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. But it, it, you're just echoing the thoughts of, of Gibson there, you know, give them a, a, an extra um, little chance. But, you know, points uh, points are up for grabs in that game, as they are in every game. And I just, I, I think that's a tough one to call. I really do. Um, but Middlesbrough, you would say, need the points more than Bournemouth at the moment. They de- well, they'd certainly do, yeah, absolutely. They certainly do. What is our bet of the week, Luke? Well, we're staying at the Riverside, ah. Marcus. We are going to go for nil-nil uh, in the Middlesbrough-Bournemouth game. Point each. 7-1 to one for our bet, 365 best bet of the week. Mm. Uh, it's a £50 will return us £400, including our stake, with all proceeds, of course, going to Prostate Cancer UK. Um, please remember, you must be over the age of 18 to bet and do gamble responsibly. Uh, and for more information, go to gamblerware.co.uk. So, nil-nil. Nil 
in the Middlesbrough Bournemouth game. Goose eggs. Goose eggs. Because um, <laughs> I know Bournemouth scored six against Hull the other week, but I mean, I think this could be quite a low-scoring, cagey affair. Little scored. Um, so yeah, nil nil's the uh, nil nil's the pick. That's the one. Jimmy Baby, any emails? We do have some emails, so I'm just going to dive right into one. Hello, folks. The opening segment of the latest show mentioned that feeling you get when you line up as a kid against giant opposition, and it reminded me of the time we Whitehaven Miners Social played against our local team that Scott Carson played for. They were Cleeter Moore Celtic when we were about 13. Good name. Mm. Mm. Very good. We were convinced he was a coach due to his sheer size and the fact <laughs> he had more hair on his face than the rest of us had in our underpants. Oh. I was also a keeper and was coming into the game hot on the heels of a star performance against bitter rivals White- Whitehaven Amateurs where I made a string of saves, including a penalty save resulting in a 3-2 win. Carson Celtic rolled into town and upon taking a 6-0 lead at half-time, <laughs> decided to throw the big lad up front for the second half. Oh. He promptly banged in a hat-trick culminating in a 12-0 thrashing and my dreams of a career as a keeper came crashing back to earth. Fast forward almost 20 years and he recently bought a house around the corner from me, meaning I wasn't even the best keeper on my estate anymore. <laughs> Gutted. So he firebombed it. Yeah. <laughs> I've attached a picture of him, not an audio feature, with a couple of mates when they played for the local cricket team. See if you can spot him. Now, this picture is ridiculous. Is it it's, 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 it's like, I don't, I don't have it with me, right. I'll show you later, but it is like he's double the size of everyone else in it. It's, it's amazing, but those kids with, with them growth, growth spurts. Yeah. yeah, it's a frightening thing to look at. Imagine that, though. You, you're playing a side, you're getting hammered, and they put the keeper up front. And then he's like, oh, that's taking the mick. We're not that bad. Oh, But he was, he was <laughs> scored out trick. So big. We are, we are that bad. Mm. In fact, Scott we're Car- worse than we thought we were. I don't like mm. the idea of Scott Carson being like a, fr- a flat track bully and going up front and stuff. No, I don't think. <laughs> that was years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know, it's I know but I mean, even so, the seed's in there. The seed's mm. been sown. Right. Got a late goals update as well. Oh, yeah. From, this is from Jamie Harris. Uh, the, the other email was from Andy in Whitehaven, so cheers that, Andy. Uh, so this is from Jamie. Hi, chaps. I've listened with interest to your late goals chat and feel that my Newport County side comfortably beats all other contenders. Without bottom of the football leagues, I, I, would, I, would, <laughs> well, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't question that. No, but still. Uh, this season alone, we've conceded goals that have been winners for the opposition in the 93rd, 90th, 96th, 83rd and 88th and 81st minutes. This may partially have contributed to our drop to the bottom of League 2. Last season was no better. 80th, 85th, 96th, 90th, 95th, 90th, the last two were draws. But good news for you, Graham Wesley has recently taken over, and despite <laughs> losing 3-1 to a top-of-the-league Plymouth at the weekend, Big John Parkin scored a butte. Yeah. Onwards and upwards, that's Jamie Harris. Yeah. A, I know Jamie Harris, he's a, he's, a, he's a friend of mine, actually, and he was in Milan recently supporting Southampton when they played Inter. Why was he doing that? Because all the cool kids are supporting Southampton. He's a Southampton. Newport County fan. Well, I think he's, I think oh, he's got mates. Get off their backs. No. Not, was... not that they can't afford to carry the weight with Newport... the success they're having. <laughs> <laughs> Newport County have only won one game this season. Yeah. Mm. Well, they, he ended up drinking uh, with uh, Jason Dodd, former Southampton man. Oh, who, yeah. Um, who, Why are you telling me this? Well, because he's, he's rubbing it in. He said he enjoyed... Um, he, he scored a, a direct from a corner against Portsmouth once. Yeah. Told them all about it. It was a, it was a memory that again to make you feel better, mate. I've got a, again. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> got a pun eleven here. If you're interested, I figure you know Pete's not here, so he can't you know can't moan about it. So oh, go on. Do you want it? Go on then. Okay, this is from Malky in Glasgow. Malky, we immediately like this. Oh, so, so Marcus is right up your street. Yeah, it's Malky. It's Malky. <laughs> Hi guys, my pals and I started doing horse puns for some reason, so I thought I'd share my footballing horse eleven. Uh, just as well you're doing this as you say that Pete's not here. Indeed. So number one. Dave David De Gea. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, what? Haya. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. Paul McGrath. I don't really get that one. Gra- horses eat grass. Oh, grass. Oh, sorry, I thought, no, said, I... I thought you just said Paul McGrath. I was like, no, oh. no, no. No, no, I got the grass. And I thought, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's better okay. get a lot better it, it, quickly. It gets better. Right. It's, it's Malky you're going to have to answer to. Yeah. Based on his name, I don't like your odds, Marcus. So <laughs> I'm still very quick, Jim. I haven't yeah. lost that <laughs> <of> pace. <laughs> Number three would be Louis Van Hallop. 
No, it's Paul. <laughs> it's Paul. Jim. Jamie Carriger. It's not my pun 11. Ja- Jamie I'm just Carri- bringing it forward to ja- you. Jamie Carriger is better. Jürgen Cliplop. Better. That's good. That's right. Giovanni right. Van Bronco horse. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. He could have gone. He could have just gone Giovanni Van Bronco horse. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, he could have done. But no. But Bronco's. You know, he's got some. Well. But a Bronco is, is a, a cow. Is a cow isn't yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Actually, you yeah. know, Malky, come on. You got to pull yourself back. Paul Foles. Paul Foles is good. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. good Eric Cantona. Cantona. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Gary Blinneker. I mean, that's that's reaching. Gary what? Blinneker, like a blinker. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. He could have had Reggie Blinker. <laughs> he could have Reggie Blinker. Diego Furlong. Just go for Paul Furlong. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the last one, Seidel Berahino. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last one is fine, but I mean, he's, he's basically missed about four own goals. Hang on, that? come here. They play at Man City's old stomping ground, Main Road, and be co-owned no. by Gigi Bacali and Sir Alan Sugarlumps. That's Marky okay. in Glasgow. All right, look forward let to speaking about want, next week. Yeah, let yeah. us know where you want to meet Marcus to batter oh, him. I've got a, I know it's not really the show for highlights of the week, but I saw today that the Queen, mm. Queen Elizabeth II, oh, yeah. was doing a big shop today. No yeah. way. In the, in the paper, she's opening a supermarket, All right. walking around the aisles, looked like she was doing a big shop. <laughs> like she normally does. I'd love a Queen Elizabeth II big shop. I thought you were going to say, it'd be great to play with your shopping with little pictures of yourself. Yeah, exactly, it would be great. <laughs> Only she can do that. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's right. I thought you were going to say something's happened to her and the season's been cancelled. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. And Arsenal are finishing the top four, Jim. Oh, well, that's not that unusual, is it? Uh, true. Yeah, but again, for another season, you know, keep it consistent. That's why Wenger's there. Right, any more for any more? No. OK, there no, it I is. No, th- I think we were out of content <laughs> some time ago. <laughs> and I think our listeners will agree. All right, remember the live shows. Do remember that, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, and also remember, you can still, still, uh, you're still able to get a free audiobook from us. Mm. Audible.co.uk forward slash football ramble. If you subscribe to that and you haven't already done it, you can download our book for free and then unsubscribe, therefore not incurring a fee. Mm. Yes, we're giving it to you. Alternatively, you could be a good egg and buy the hardback or the audiobook or the Kindle version, yeah. but we're meeting you halfway there. Uh-huh. The book has been very well reviewed across the board. Mm. Even the Daily Express gave it four out of five, and yeah. they hate yeah. everything. They took a break from talking about things. The PR, <laughs> at Pe- the PR at Penguin said to me, I've never seen that before. <laughs> Not even the film reviews get more than two out of five in the Express. <laughs> they hate everything. So they there do. we go. We got four out of five. Tell, tells its own story, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Mm. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>